0: Jesus, looking unto Jesus, so
1: look up, my
0: child.
1: Dry your
2: eyes
3: and smile. Good afternoon. It is a deliciously scorching Wednesday <laughs> afternoon here. In uh, the no, well, the Newcastle area, we can say we're so glad that you jo- tuned in to join us. Uh, it is Danny and Sharissa's other half, Justin. That's me. Sharissa's not well, so I am filling in for her today on the Looking Up Show, where we point your eyes heavenward by faith, and uh, we take a look at not only what the bible has to say about the signs pointing us to the soon uh, return of christ and the nearness of his return but also the the news that is fulfilling these prophecies every single day so so glad that you are here that you've joined us Uh, Danny, what do we have on the show today?
4: Well, the question is, each week, what don't we have on the show? Um, (laughs) We've got a a lineup of current events that are taking place before our very eyes that are just straight out of Bible prophecy. Literally Mm. word for word, almost, as we're going to discover. So there's a lot going on. We're going to be going to COP28. There's some fascinating Mm, developments there. Um, we 're going to be taking a look at what 's been happening in your part of the world, where you originate from the u s and some of the interesting um, uh, religious um, things that are taking out mm. taking place in connection with prophecy and the Middle East We will tap into the Middle East and we 'll find out. A little of why America has a fascination with Israel. Mm, and you'll yes. be able to, you'll be able to hoe into that, I'm sure.
3: Yeah, for sure. And you know, it's it's fascinating. As well as a whole bunch they, uh, of other things. But they're, yeah. the,
4: they're the big items.
3: I was going to say, you know, they say when America sneezes, the rest of the world tends to catch a cold. And uh, someone in America must have sneezed because Sharissa caught a cold. Little Judah is sick too, sadly, man. Yeah,
4: I know. It's First time that. he's
3: sick in his life, like 11, right? 11 months old. And it's just heartbreaking. as Is he a parent, still smiling? You know? Is he still
4: smiling? Still smiling. Still Not smiling. quite as
3: often. But, yeah. you know, um, that reminds me of another headline. And uh, there are headlines, and maybe you covered it last week because it's a little over a week old now, about um, different viruses that are making it into the news. But, mm. uh, friends... Once again, as we cover different uh, news topics and things that have been coming up in the news, this is to encourage us because it reminds us that this world is not our final home and that we can look up for our redemption draws nigh. Mm, When we see these things happening, we can look up, we can take courage, we can be uplifted because it means that uh, not only is this world not our final home, but that Jesus is coming again to take us to a better land that Amen. he has prepared for us. So I'm super excited to tackle some of these topics uh, with you, Danny, and uh, looking forward to some beautiful music in between our various points. And so we want to invite you to um, listen in as we uh, come right back and launch into our time together.
5: I feel lost at sea Past the point of rescue Out here in the deep Afraid that I might drown I've never needed anything Like I need you now Cause I can't stop the rain I can barely
0: keep my head from going under, but when I say your name, you reach down and pull me out of the water, oh.
5: I tried to save myself Nobody thinks they're helpless Till they're crying out for help Let's finally sink in At the end of my rope Is where the rescuing begins Oh, cause I can't stop the rain
0: and barely keep my head from going under But when I say your name You reach down and pull me out of the water Oh
5: From going under, Jesus, when I say Your name,
0: You reach down and pull me out of the water. Oh.
5: My heart is tied to yours. My lifeline.
3: Beautiful. That was "Lifeline" by Kane, the Kane siblings. And so uh, that's the first time I've heard them. Have you heard them before, Danny?
4: No, I
3: don't. Well, I may, have. I
4: may have, but, you know, I'm a little bit absent-minded um, <laughs> at the best of times, let alone when I'm on the radio. So.
3: That was a beautiful song. I'll yeah, have it was to.
4: beautiful. It was beautiful. Definitely. Beautiful harmony.
3: Yeah, I will have to check them out. So now we usually open up and share a bit of what is in the news here on The Looking Up Show. And uh, Danny, before we jump into that, can I just share something with you that oh, blew me away? It. It'll go take like it. thirty seconds. You,
4: you got two hours. We've got two <laughs> hours, brother. No rush, no uh, stress. I want
3: to. I want to hear some of the news headlines. But Matthew chapter twenty-four is there along with Luke twenty-one mm-hmm. as uh, what Jesus or Luke? Yeah, Luke nineteen, Luke twenty-one. Why am I having a brain fog? Matthew 24, Luke Luke 21, 21, Mark 13. That's it. Yeah, the three
4: um, parallel chapters. That's right, where Jesus Jesus shares
3: the signs Mm. that will point toward his soon return. You know, I used to just think that these were kind of random things. You know, Matthew 24 uh, false Christ and false prophets, wars and rumors of wars, um, you know, nation rising against nation and kingdom against kingdom, pestilences, that is, strange diseases, famines, earthquakes, and. The list goes on. And it struck me one day. You know what struck me? The significance about all these things? Mm. Every single one of these signs of the times is something that makes us homesick for heaven. Mm. It's something that points out to us that, what, you're struggling with the disease? Know that in heaven, the Bible says there's no sickness. Mm. You're struggling with, an earthquake has ravaged a town? Mm -hmm. The earth will be firm and unmovable, unshakable in the new earth. You know, go through the whole list. Wars. There's going to be no war in heaven and the new earth. Every single one of these things can make us look forward to the world and the universe that God is preparing for us. Amen. Amen. And so these signs are meant to make us homesick for heaven. And, um, you know, the signs of the times, like you used to have to wait a handful of years for a headline that fulfilled specifically and clearly. A sign of the times, you know, back in the 60s, the 70s, it took longer It did for you to find headlines. But what is it like now, Danny?
4: Well, now we, I mean, Shell is our witness and those who <laughs> are our regular listeners. And by the way, we've got two brand new regular, well, two brand new listeners today. I'm going to give a big shout out to John and Mandy. And I popped in and visited them the other day. Awesome. Um, so, welcome, John and so, Yeah, they're listening in. And if there's anyone else who's tuning in for the first time, big welcome to you. And uh, yeah, our regular listeners would know that each week um, we are sharing um, information that once upon a time, like you said, we would only share once every three months. Mm, yeah. um, the amount, it's, it's not so much. Yes, certainly things are picking up. Um, the news headlines are picking up in intensity, just like mm. Jesus talked about those labor pains. But but the but the sheer volume yeah, that we have frequency. now, we could literally do a two-hour program every single day. It's true. And mm. there still would be plenty of things to share and talk about from a prophetic point of view. Absolutely. So Which... there is just so much going on. And Jesus did tell us that as we draw near to His coming, that those labor pains would intensify in frequency mm-hmm. and intensity. That's right. And so I'm not surprised with what we are seeing.
3: Absolutely. Which reminds us, uh, if you're listening and there's a headline or a thought that you want to share, we'd love to hear from you. Text us at the following number, 4 17624 That's 4 17624 Text us. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We, we do have a free giveaway coming up, as we have every single week, yeah, and we'll probably, get to that. Probably halfway but, through uh, our show, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And you'll text this same number, the code that we're going to give you in just a little while. But let's get into it, Danny. All
4: right. Okay. Well, um, there's um, a number of big things taking place. Let's start off with COP. 28 okay so cop 28 is uh winding up it's been going on for quite a while now for almost two weeks and uh this was the headline that i pulled up just today on my way here race is on this is from the financial review australian paper race is on to save cop 28 from breaking up with no deal Mm. All right, Um, they are are stressed to the max Mm. that we may have a repeat of Copenhagen and what happened at the COP there in 2009 where they walked away Mm. with no serious resolution. And Mm. you think about it, walking away from a COP meeting where individuals have spent an entire year or more planning. People have come from all around the world, thousands upon thousands upon thousands. And then all of a sudden... In their jets. In their jets. Oh, Fossil yes. fuels. Fossil. <laughs> well, this is interesting. I'll read a little bit from this. Okay, so race is on, race is on to save COP28 from breaking up with no deal. So this is only uh, a few hours ago, today, December 13. This is from Dubai, the European correspondent, and this is what he says: Countries, including Australia, are battling to prevent the COP28 climate summit from breaking up with without a deal as ministers hunt for a way to bridge the divide between big oil and gas producers... It's Mm. interesting it's being held in Dubai, yeah, um, which is... um, Where water is more expensive than petrol. And those who want a fossil fuel phase-out. A full day... Where are we here? A full day uh, elapsed without the COP28 host, the United Arab Emirates, where COP is being held, producing a new draft deal after late on Monday presenting one that was slammed by a majority of the 198... COP countries for not including uh, phase-out. So it's, it's really, really fascinating that um, – and, and when you go ahead and, and you read this article, there's, um, there's this debate going on whether we completely phase-out fossil fuels, but guess what that's going to do, to the Middle East and in particular like Saudi Arabia mm. that gets two-thirds of its income from oil yeah. revenue – Okay, so that's just going to put them in a real spin. So
3: Definitely. And what's interesting is Saudi Arabia has so, actually invested a lot in lithium-ion batteries. It has, it has. But, but it's still not, the vast but, majority but, is but, oil but, of their income.
4: But the, the, the crunch is phase-out. Yeah. They're willing to have, in the language, scale-down, mm. but not phase-out because phase-out means, you know, we're done with oil, gas, yeah. and all those nasty uh, so-called <laughs> fossil fuels. And so... Phasing out is completely, and then when they put a timeline, then the clock is really ticking. And so there is this, there is this arguing, and we'll see where this all ends up. It's supposed to be today, um, as in Wednesday morning, in a few hours' time, they'll be meeting, probably even as we speak, they'll be meeting a final session to try and bring everyone together, to Mm. try and come up with some kind of agreement between, you know, the oil producing nations. That want to water down the agreement and the Europeans and some others that want to go hard and completely phase out. So Mm. you've got these, you know, you've got these two sides. And so we'll see what happens.
3: Yeah. Fascinating.
4: But what is interesting, and we always look at things from a prophetic point of view because people can go online and they can check this out for themselves. Um, But it's interesting from a prophetic point of view. um, When it comes to, when it comes to the environment, we shared last week while our good friend was here from Canada, um, we shared something that Pope Francis had to say um, in connection with COP28. You remember he he made that statement, he wasn't able to be there?
3: Fulfilling prophecy.
4: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) So I just want to remind our listeners, some might be tuning in for the very first time, Pope Francis wasn't able to attend COP28. Um, However, he sent a statement through his right-hand man, um, his secretary... uh, General, I guess you could say for for the Vatican, Cardinal Secretary of State Pietro Parolin. What a cool name, eh? Mm. And um, and this is this is what he read out on behalf of Pope Francis. And then I'm going to share with you a prophecy, and then I'm going to share with you a couple of other things. He says, "Sadly, is is quoting from Pope Francis. Sadly, I'm unable to present with you as I had greatly desired. Even so, I am with you because time is short." And we'd agree with Pope Francis Mm, that time is short indeed. I am with you because now more than ever, the future of us all depends on the present that we now choose. I am with you because the destruction of the environment is an offence against God, a sin that is not only personal but also structural, one that greatly endangers all human beings, Mm. especially the most vulnerable in our midst, and threatens to unleash a conflict between generations. This is pretty hectic language, mm, wouldn't yeah, you say? No kidding. Yeah. Okay. So now to the great controversy. Okay. That book that your great, 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 great grandmother, I don't know how many greats, <laughs> <laughs> I, <Close> needed, <laughs> I needed to include in that God inspired her, Ellen White, to, to, to share these words. And yes. um, so I just want to share these words again. Um, Pope Francis said that, you know, the destruction of the environment is an offense. Against God. Okay? Now, notice, notice what she writes here in Great Controversy. And here, this is, this is page uh, 590. And this is in connection with natural disasters and the environment out of control. And by the way, we've got a, a cyclone mm. heading to northern Australia mm. as we speak. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't remember what the cyclone was called, but it's, it's heading our way uh-huh. as we speak. And so they're battening down the hatches, uh, literally. This is what she says. It will be declared. So, um, in fact, in fact, yeah, I'll start off here and then I'll continue. It says, it will be declared that men are offending God, okay, hmm. with these natural disasters that are, that are happening, by the violation of the Sunday Sabbath. So that's where everything is leading to. That this sin has brought calamities, that's climate disasters, which will not cease until Sunday observance shall be strictly enforced, and that those who present the claims of the fourth commandment, thus destroying reverence for Sunday, are troublers of the people, mm. preventing their restoration to divine pay- favour and temporal prosperity. Mm. All right, so this is my comment now. At the moment, those who are seen to oppose the climate initiatives, guess what they are seen as? The troublers of the people, the troublers yeah. of the world. Isn't that right?
3: That's right. Absolutely.
4: That's, that That's how they're seen. But the day is going to come when that final worship showdown unravels, beginning in the United States of America and then spreading throughout the entire world, where those who oppose this um, worship mandate that will be rolled out around the world um, will be seen as bringing calamities, as we just read, upon the world mm. and, and, and stopping the world from... Bringing, being brought back by God to, to peace and harmony and um, and continuing
3: on to flourish. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a, another uh, statement that uh, that she makes in another book, but first I want to give you the biblical basis. Isaiah 24, verses 4 through 6, it says mm. this. It says, The earth mourns and fades away. The world languishes and fades away. The haughty people of the earth languish. Verse 5, The earth is also defiled under its inhabitants, Because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, and broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, the curse has devoured the earth, and those who dwell in it are desolate. The inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men are left. In other words, when we break God's laws, when we transgress His His laws and change His ordinance and break the covenant, the result will be that the planet will go through upheavals. Mm. Right? Like it's the, the natural result. Yes. And speaking to this verse in Isaiah 24, um, it says this, uh, same author, in a book called Testimonies for the Church, Volume 6, it says, The restraining spirit of God is even now being withdrawn from the world. Hurricanes, storms, tempests, fire and flood, disasters by sea and land follow each other in quick succession. Science Mm. seeks to explain all these. Mm -hmm. Is that happening? Mm -hmm. Of course. It must be carbon emissions, right? Science seeks to explain all these. The signs (laughs) thickening around us, telling of the near approach of the Son of God, are attributed to any other than the true cause. So
4: that's climate causes. That's it. Human-generated climate causes. Causes. Exactly
3: that's it they say well we're doing it we're causing the climate mm. to you know to take this uh, spike in temperature in the world and all of this um, but then yeah it goes on and basically says men cannot discern the sentinel angels restraining the four winds mm. that they shall not blow until the servants of God are sealed but when God shall bid his angels to loose the winds there will be such a scene of strife as no pen can picture wow. and so these things hurricanes storms tempests fire, flood, disaster is on sea and land. It's just like what Isaiah 24 says. Mm. The earth is languishing and mourning and fading away. It is uh, being devoured by these things. But science seeks to explain these things. But really, they're missing it. They're attributing it to everything but the true cause.
4: Yeah. And yeah. that's and that's just so, so right on. And, um, and we've talked about this on the show. The further we move away from God and His principles and His plans, the more chaos and suffering and pain we cause ourselves. Mm. But people always, because today we live in a godless world, mm, in the West yeah. in particular. Yep. And so it's no surprise as we're about to land um, and, and move into a break in the news and so forth. But it's interesting, just came out um, December 8, ABC News headlines, scientists have confirmed 2023 is the hottest year on record mm. with a month to spare. Mm. So things are heating up in more ways than one and um, so like you're saying and that's and that's exactly what they'll be saying more and more they'll be saying we need a human solution that's what Pope Francis is driving Mm. at and we've got some other things that we're going to share on that in a little bit but instead of a godly solution they're seeking for a human solution Mm. we know where that's going to end
3: absolutely that's right I mean God is the only one that has the solution to our problems. Amen. So uh, don't go anywhere. Join us as we listen to this song called Matthew 24 by the Marksmen Quartet.
2: I believe the time is coming for our Lord to come again. I believe the time is even at the door. I believe the good old Bible from beginning to the end. Just compare today with Matthew 24. We are living, surely living in the days he speaks about. All these things we know are happening every day. Let's be ready for his coming, let us meet him with a shout, for he tells us in his word to watch and pray. While upon the Mount of Olives his disciples came to him, saying, tell us when these things are going to be. Let each one be free from sin, and take heed, no man shall ever you deceive. We are living, surely living, in the days he speaks about. All these things we know are happening every day. Let's be ready for his coming, let us meet him with a shout. For he tells us in his word to watch and pray. shall come upon us when the end of time is near Many earthquakes will be numerous in those days All of these today we're having As in Matthew it appeared We should live our life for Him and sing His praise We are living, surely living in the days He speaks about All these things we know are happening every day Let's be ready for His coming, let us need Him with a shout, for He tells us in His Word to watch and pray, we are living, surely living in the days He speaks about, all these things we know are happening every day, let's be ready for His coming, let us need Him with a shout. For he tells us in His Word to watch and pray. For he tells us in His Word to watch and
1: pray. You're listening to
6: Faith FM, positively different radio.
3: Welcome back. We are so glad that you are joining us on this beautiful, sunshiny day. And, you know, while I mentioned when we got started, Danny, that, uh, you know, it's blazing hot here at the moment, and mm. that's true, it's global so much boiling. better. Global, <laughs> global boiling. <laughs> global boiling. Well, not totally global. I'm just glad <laughs> we're not where our friend, Noamiko, who was with us last week, is flying off to you right now. We dropped him off at the airport this morning in Sydney. He's going back to Alberta, Canada, where it was negative <laughs> nine degrees Celsius. But it gets worse than that. It gets to like negative 60 at times. You told, us, so, you told us. Yeah, brutal. So we can be grateful for the bright, sunny sunshine, the almost, warmth and the heat. Say?
4: Almost 40 degrees out there today. For yeah. Where we are. It's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, so look, I'd rather I'd rather 40 degrees than minus 40.
3: Better to melt than freeze, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, we are so glad that uh, you have decided to join us. And uh, we are just taking a look at some headlines and Bible verses um, prophecies of which that Jesus spoke That are in the Holy Bible That point us to the signs of the times uh, To point to when Jesus' coming is near And uh, when his return will be near And by these we can know how close we are To that wonderful day when he returns And when this world with its suffering and sorrow and pain and, and death is a thing of the past So, Pastor Danny, where uh, where to now? Uh. What else have you seen in the news that sparks... Into your oh. mind's um, prophetic application.
4: Well, we want to just continue taking a look at this um, climate agenda because this is huge. Um, there aren't too many uh, rallying points that the whole world is on the same page with. You know, there aren't too many. So the the climate is certainly one of them that. You know is bringing the entire world together. And it's not just bringing world political leaders together, but we've already discovered that the world religious leaders are coming together. Mm-hmm. And obviously this this is being led by Pope Francis. And so we've talked about this at length because the Bible actually tells us that that the papacy will lead the charge, both politically, um, religiously, economically, and in every way. The papacy will lead the charge in the establishment of this, you know, this new world order that they are all gunning for. So, if you would like to read Revelation chapter thirteen, verse three, we go there pretty much every week um, to remind ourselves, and we could almost say it off the top of our heads. Um, how many times we've shared it? Revelation thirteen three. Do you want to read that?
3: Yes. It says, "And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed." And all the world marvelled and followed the beast.
4: Okay, so do you want to briefly share on that for our listeners that may not be in tune with this prophecy?
3: Yeah. So if you take a look at this uh, this prophecy, there are um, there are eight different characteristics of this sea beast. This sea beast power, and it's really a counterfeit of Christ because it comes up out of the water to begin its "quote unquote" ministry, like Jesus did at his baptism. It lasts for three and a half prophetic years. Jesus' ministry lasted for three and a half literal years. It has ten crowns on its seven heads. Jesus has, the Bible says in Revelation, crowns within crowns. And it was innumerable, the amount of crowns that uh, John saw Jesus had in vision. And um, you see that it has a deadly wound and is healed. Like Jesus had a deadly wound on the cross. He died, but he was resurrected back to life. And uh, one day, all of the world will bow the knee and admit that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so this beast is obviously an antichrist in place of mm. Christ, trying to take the place of Christ. When you read the whole chapter, of all of those eight character- characteristics, four of the eight are also—and it's more than eight, actually. I'm getting the number wrong. Um, but the number in, uh, in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, with the little horn— that's a symbol of the same power mm. as we see here. And four of those identifiers overlap. Yeah. And uh, there are a total of like 14, I think it is, identifiers in those two chapters. And so we see that no, and if you're a historian, and even if you're not, you know a little bit about history, there's no power, as you mentioned, that fits the bill more closely and more clearly than the papacy. Mm. And
4: there's one word that appears over and over again, probably more than any other in Revelation 13, 14, which are those two end time chapters, and the word is worship. Mm, yes. And so ultimately this power seeks to take the prerogatives that belong to Jesus Christ alone, which are in connection with worship, seeks to take them on board. And ultimately we discover it's the dragon mm-hmm. who gives him his power, thrown authority. Yeah, and authority. Yeah, and so we're looking at and obviously the ultimate dragon is Satan, according yeah. to Revelation chapter 12. That's
3: right. And it's, it's a political and a religious power. Mm. Yeah, church right. and state combined. That's right. Yeah.
4: That's right. And it's interesting just on that point that you've got the papacy um, seeking to rally the political establishment in the world through the United Nations and also through the united world religions. Mm. And so with the climate, the the papacy has positioned itself to have influence in both spheres, both the political realm, speaking at the United Nations in 2015, and, and beyond that, and with the encyclicals mm-hmm. that have been directed at world political leaders, but also directing traffic um, to the world religious leaders. And we know that before this COP as well, there was uh, a big religious summit. Some of the key influential yes. religious leaders yeah. got together and they put together a, a climate um, initiative, a faith for climate, a call to action, mm-hmm. which was shared with the president, of COP28, in order for him to share that with uh, political delegates and others who would be there at COP28. And so it's interesting that um, that is taking place. And for the first time, we have a faith pavilion at COP28. And for the very first time, um, the Roman papacy is very much part of the mix of the decision-making process Mm. at COP28. They They inserted themselves at COP27. They were voted in. By the United Nations at COP27 to be part of the COP meetings, yep. like to have formal representation, not just observer status, but formal obs- uh, formal uh, uh, status. Mm-hmm. And this was going to be the very first year. And obviously Pope Francis couldn't, but he addressed he addressed the the religious delegates there that were in the faith pavilion. And guess where the faith pavilion is situated? Where is it? Right there, smack in the middle of the COP. Mm. In wow. in just where, where you know the, the, there that you whole go. that's Cop not by belt. coincidence. No, it's right there in the very center. Hmm. So um, wow. just, just like where the sanctuary was in the yeah, center true. of the Israelite camp. Yeah. Um, so the faith pavilion inserted right there in the center geographically of where the COP meetings are being held. Wow. And so it's interesting that the Interfaith Center for Sustainable Development, which is a uh, you know a uh, 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 Catholic Church run um, environmental Organization um, that's come out of La Dato C, si. mm. Faith Climate Action, and when you go to the website, I encourage our listeners to go to the website because we don't have time to, to to unpack everything. But there, it's just interesting. It's just it's it's fascinating what what some of the headlines are, some of the things that are taking place. You know, they take you back to COP 27, um, which was in Egypt last year, and some of the interfaith. Uh, activities and initiatives that took place there, even on Mount Sinai, um, you know, religious leaders call for climate action in the here and now. It's it's just really really fascinating. And if I could just go back to where is it here? Um, I was I was I was looking at this. We talk about judgments. Okay, mm. we talked about yeah. Uh, we, we shared that Pope Francis is saying that we're offending God. You know. That was, yeah. that was to this cop. Well, notice what he said before he put out La Dato Si in 2015. This was really, really fascinating. This was from May 13, 2015, so before La Dato Si came out in, I think, June or July. The headline was from the Guardian, Pope says environmental sinners will face God's judgment. For world hunger, mm, environmental Facing sinners, environmental wow. sinners will face God's judgment for world hunger. All mm. right, um, and yeah, so he says. You know, Pope Francis has warned the powerful of the earth; they will answer to God if they fail to protect the environment to ensure the world can feed its population. Wow! And there so, um, yeah, it's 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 really really fascinating. And if I go to this book again, the Great Controversy, let me share with you what it says here. This is really, really fascinating. Okay, we talked about, you know, it will be declared that men are offending God. Mm. All right, let me share with you another statement. Those who honor the Bible Sabbath will be denounced as enemies of law and order, as breaking down the moral restraints of society, and we're going to get to that in a moment, causing anarchy, and corruption, and calling down the judgments of God upon the earth. Mm, wow! Using the exact, same language, Same language. Using the same language, and so that is really, really interesting. So we'll see, we'll see where all that goes. And um, and so there's a lot of things that are tied up in this whole climate initiative, this whole Definitely. climate movement. We talked about um, uh, Pope Francis, and in his letter that he shared with uh, with the delegates. He talked about um, there being, you know, a global authority mm. that would supersede, you know, individual nations and what they mm. want to do with the environment,
7: mm. whereby,
4: whereby everybody will have to get on, on that page. Otherwise, mm. there would be consequences. And um, so that was really, really interesting for him kind of,
3: to share. Sorry. Yeah, carry on. That's the kind of thing that would have to happen for the Mark of the Beast to be implemented.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely, and so it's really, really interesting how how all this is coming together right now. And um, so, yeah, he talks about this body. If I can just read this from his letter, he says, he says this. uh, Where are we here? I'll just pick it up here. He says this ecological transition needs to take place through means that meet three requirements. Okay, they must be not my. Not should be. Mm. They must be efficient, obligatory, and readily monitored. Wow, he's Did saying you know? this needs to happen. He's saying you know we've reached a turning point. Um, we've reached the end of the road, and this needs to be implemented on a worldwide mm. scale.
3: Wow, fascinating. Fascinating. Absolutely. That's amazing. And you know the incredible thing as well is that the uh, the papacy is not only championing that faith aspect of things and the political. But uh, they even started a website that reaches out to the atheists and yeah. the non-religious and ties them into you know uh, climate change and setting aside a specific day right. of rest for the climate. You've probably heard of it. You're going to recognize it. Greensabbathproject.net. So is that started by... I understand that started by uh, the by Catholic the, Church. Oh, I'll wow. double-check it, but that wow. is what I had... That Green is what Sabbath. I had seen. Yeah, and this is a quote about what they're about. Green Sabbath is a non-religious, non-political, and non-profit campaign which aims to raise awareness and to encourage people to help slow climate change by observing at least one carbon footprint-free day each week on any day of the week. We call it, symbolically, a Green Sabbath day. Mm. There you go. That's how the non-religious can even be drawn into, as you know, you've know, talked about before on the show. Um, how even the non-religious can be t- brought in? It's a day for the family, you absolutely. know. It's a a day uh, for for society, for the climate, for Gaia, Mother Earth, uh, so to speak. And so um, fascinating and amazing how at uh, COP twenty eight that is what is happening with faith. That faith pavilion right there in, right the, center. in the center. Right That's in amazing. the center. That's amazing. Right That's making a statement. Oh, absolutely,
4: is. absolutely. And uh, Pope Francis uh, did address. He uh, addressed the the delegates there the faith delegates at at cop 28 he he had a video message and uh, the headline was pope urges world religions to unite against environmental devastation mm. so this the language is just very hectic yeah. to say the least yeah. so this is kind of like it's all it's all over do or yeah. die either either we get our house in order or it's all over either or the world melts or like one person said, one I don't know who it was, but they're talking about this new world order. They said, either we will have, um, you know, one world government, or we won't have a world.
3: You mm-hmm. know, either one mm-hmm. world
4: or no world. Yeah. So it's it's very very interesting, and, and it's, the
3: rhetoric is increasing. Right, like oh, it a is. Few, a few decades ago, like that kind of thing may have been said. Off in a corner somewhere, but now it's being repeated over and over by politicians and world leaders.
4: Well, at at the largest of meetings, and like it just says, this is what he said to them: "Religions, this is Pope Francis to the to the to the religious leaders gathered there at COP28. Religions, as voices of conscience for humanity, remind us that we are finite creatures possessed of a need for the infinite." He says, for we are indeed mortal, we have our limits, and protecting life also entails opposing the rapacious. And you look at that word, rapacious, rapacious and it's like devastation. Mm. Illusion of omnipotence that is devastating our planet. And he says, you know, there is a need urgently to act for the sake of the environment. Educate your members to think soberly and fraternally. Mm. In their lifestyles, instead of wasteful ones, and work for a return to the individual contemplation of nature's grandeur. And he goes on. And um, so there you go. (laughs) So there is just so much going on, and this is all being tied up. Um, All together, religion, politics, economics, it's all coming together. Mm. Incredible. And Pope Francis is leading the charge in all these spheres.
3: It just fits Revelation 13 perfectly.
4: Absolutely. Really?
3: Amazing can't wait to talk more about this friends enjoy with us count your blessings by guy penrod and we'll see you in a few
8: when upon life's billows you are tempest tossed when you are discouraged thinking all is lost your many blessings name them one by one and it will surprise you what the lord has done count your blessings name them one by one count your blessings see what god has done count your blessings name them one by one Count your many blessings, see what God has done Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy, you are called to bear Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly You will keep singing as the days go by Count your blessings, name them one by one Count your blessings, see what God has done Count your blessings, name them one by one Count your many blessings, see what God has done Go amid the conflict, whether great or small Do not be disheartened, God is over all Count your many blessings, angels will attend Help and comfort, give it to your journey's end. Count your blessings, name them one by one See what God has done Count your blessings
3: Friends, we serve a good God, mm, a loving Father, and He loves to bless us. And when we recognize those blessings, we count those blessings, we share them with others, we become more aware of the blessings that He showers upon us. Mm, and amen. so uh, we want to challenge you today. Count your blessings, especially in times of trial and difficulty. Count your blessings. Reflect on what God has done, and it will lift your burdens. Well, I want to welcome um, all of you back, or welcome all of you who are... Just jumping on and listening, uh, someone who's been with us from the beginning, who texted us earlier, Steve Dunkley. Hey, Steve, thanks so much for the message. Hey. Good to Dave. have you, Steve. Appreciate the positive feedback, and we are glad that you're with us today. If you want to send us a message of encouragement or of any kind, um, if something resonates with you or there's something that you want to share, we want to hear from you. 4888 17624 And um, you're going to need that number in a few minutes as well because we are going to have our free giveaway. We're going to give out the code, not in this segment, but in the next one. And um, the book is called End Time Hope, A Journey to Eternity. It's by Mark Finley. Powerful book. I've read it, loved it, and can highly recommend it. We will give you the code and uh, our number again a little bit later on for you to text in. Um, I think we have a handful of those, and so the first few people to text in will get a free copy. Mm, amen. Amen. So, Danny. All right, I'm, I'm loving this conversation. Let's keep well, it going. let's.
4: Um. Yeah, absolutely. We'll. we'll we kind of will wrap up on the on, on the climate, even though there's just so much more to share. And um, I, I just need to repeat that from the get-go, from from 2015 when that encyclical came out, and we. We actually covered it last week, um, that Pope Francis sees as his number one agenda item of his papacy, the environment. Mm. He believes that God has chosen him, that he is in the position that he is in order to make a difference when it comes to the environment. Mm. And, I mean, you think about it, what else could be important, more important than, you know, our world, our environment. You know, if if everything gets out of control, then – I don't care who you are, whether you're left, right, in the middle, whatever you are, you're going to be impacted. That's Everyone right. is impacted by, by, you know, our world spiraling out of control when it comes to disasters and, you know, horrible freak weather events and so on and so forth.
3: Absolutely. And what's fascinating is back in April of 2020, um, I know this is just a reminder, but for those who may not be aware, um, The Pope said this, he said that the coronavirus pandemic is one of nature's responses to humans ignoring the current ecological crisis. Yeah. And so very interesting. And then, you know, at that same time during COVID, a Catholic priest in the Philippines in 2020 said this, so maybe one way to look at the current crisis is to see it as the planet's desperate demand for a Sabbath. Mm. And so, you know, saying, well, COVID is connected to, you know, the damage of planet Earth, the climate crisis. And then uh, certain people saying, hey, it's the, it's the planet's desperate demand for a Sabbath. That's obviously pointing in prophetic directions as well. Mm. And so it's not um, necessarily just, to, you know, help humanity and the climate. Um, but there also are ulterior motives, no doubt, for talking so much about the climate and trying to push in certain directions so that the world would be on one page in those respects.
4: Now, there will be. And we do need we, we do need to share that. I mean God has asked human beings to take care of the environment. The first thing that God told, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, told mm. them after being you know told them it'd be fruitful and multiply, then he said you need to take care of the earth. Mm. You need to tend it, you need That's to right. care for it. Um, and God gave us the seventh day Sabbath in order that we may rest. It's in the commandment there and and, and all through Scripture that we may rest, the humans may rest, the animals may rest, the land may rest. In fact, every seventh year, as you know, God told the children of Israel, rest the land.
3: That's right. Don't plant and harvest. Just
4: just whatever grows, grows. Um, Trust in the Lord he will take care of you. But let the earth rest, not only one day in seven, but let the earth rest one year out of seven. Yeah. And so this is built into our world by God, the creator. And
3: built into biology. Like Absolutely. there is, even in blue-green algae, there's been discovered, uh, and many, many organisms, humans, obviously, uh, but animals as well, a seven-day cycle where you know when the peak performance of the human brain is in the week? It's actually on Friday night. Wow. Neuroscientists have discovered that. That's when the Sabbath begins. Yeah. The Bible's Sabbath, the seventh day of the week. Truly, truly amazing. It is.
4: Yeah. I was reading about that. Um, it's called a septic, I can't, I can't say the word, but septic cycle, sept, rhythm. All right. We've got this sept, sept rhythm and sept meaning seven. Um, I can't exactly remember. Is it septician? Sceptice, could be, could be, could be, could be. Um, Google will know. Yeah, Google I can't remember will. either, but, but um, I know, yeah, I know got I've got heard about We've got this rhythm, it. we've got this rhythm, and we operate. And, you know, the French Revolution was an interesting time because the French, in order to get rid of God, because the only reason we have a seven-day week is because of Scripture and because of God. So they tried to get rid of God, try to get rid of Scripture, you know. They, they tried to get rid of all of that during the French Revolution. Septuadean. There you Sceptidean. go. Septuadean. Yeah, there not and
3: Septuadean. Um, That's
4: it. So the French tried to get rid of God altogether and and they instituted a 10 day week rather than a seven day week. You remember that for a short period of time. But they filled up the mental health institutions of the time. Animals
3: were dying. Uh, Exactly. The whole
4: thing was out of control and they had to go back to a seven day week with the rest of the world. (laughs) And um, so it just shows, it just shows you you, you can't. And. um, so it's really interesting what is taking place, and you know we'll watch this space. This train's not slowing down anytime soon. And I believe that as we have headlines like we did, you know, this year is the hottest year on record mm-hmm. um, with a month to spare. As we have headlines like that, as there is more and more um, catastrophes on an environmental level, the push and the urgency that world leaders will espouse together to to bring about climate action that's going to be involved that's going to involve so much more yes will just grow in intensity
3: absolutely it will just
4: grow in intensity and so um, the screws are really really going to be put on individuals institutions countries that are not willing to go along with that and so mm. satan he's going to utilize this as you pointed out god's going to start pulling back the winds um, yeah. you know those yeah. angels those angels that are holding back the winds those winds are going to start releasing and as God releases those winds, Satan will then employ more of his God given power. And then that will be seen as judgments from God, as we have just mm. read from both yeah. Pope Francis and others. And he's going to
3: present more and more of those human solutions. Exactly. That won't ultimately work.
4: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's where we are. Now, right. it's interesting, um, you know, we're, we're heading, you know, th- there's this left right. This left-right scenario that we have in the world where the left, you know, they are liberal when it comes to, you know, morality and the biblical values. And, you know, you're right, the more conservative, wanting to get back to God. And we're going to look at what's happening in America in this space. But it's interesting. I got this um, from what's taking place in Britain. This was from a website, Faithwire. And the headline was, Young Brits Open to Banning the Bible unless the offended parts can be edited out. Wow. So there are offensive <laughs> parts in the Bible, including Romans 1 and, um, and many other passages, that they would be happy for the Bible to be sold as long as they have been edited out. Cut out, out. sections. Cut out. It
3: reminds me of the Thomas Jefferson Bible back yeah, in the day. <laughs> that's You right. know, one of America's founders, Thomas Jefferson, cut out the parts that he thought weren't real because they were miraculous or supernatural. Yeah. so you know you can see it in a museum there in in the united states to this day yeah. you know it's well, got pieces just cut out of it
4: the same principle but when it comes to that which offends that are or, or, or,
3: or that which is considered hate speech but what do you do because uh people these days like anybody can consider anything offensive yeah you know i could say that blue shirt that you're wearing really offends me even though my shirt is blue too <laughs> it's the shade of blue I'm offended that you would wear the same color as me. I know. I you need know. to take off your, living your shirt and change it with the one out there and then you know come back. <laughs> like, We're, How do you really gauge that, right? Because what's, well, what's offensive and what's offensive and what's not? For all. It's a free-for-all.
4: It's a free-for-all now. It world. really
3: is. That's the crazy thing is there, everything there are is objective. no parameters. I mean subjective. Yeah, There's everything. no
4: parameters. There's, it's just a free-for-all and um, whatever floats your boat goes. And so people are offended on all sorts of things. And this was, you know, they asked these 2,000 young people there in the UK um, and, you know, like I said, a quarter of them said, unless the offending parts can be edited out, books containing what some perceive as hate speech should be banned from general sale, including, if necessary, religious texts such as the Bible. Mm. So they're saying, unless you're willing to edit out the hate speech, we are willing for those books to be banned. So that's the Bible, and I mean, our friend from Canada last yeah. week told us there are certain portions of Scripture you're not allowed to read. Really? Forget, forget about commenting I knew, on. I knew yeah, that you couldn't that. comment
3: on them, but I thought no, no, you could no, no, still no. read no, them. You,
4: you told us you can't read them. Someone can report you mm. as sharing and promoting hate speech, and you mm. could be taken to court. Yeah, wow. Well. In Canada, and it was like oh, I thought he was kind of kidding. But he's, no, no he, I, he, he I thought it would
3: come to that because he some wasn't. years ago, uh, a preacher that Sharissa heard when she was there stood up and basically read a verse. He said, "I cannot comment on this because of the laws of this nation." Yeah. But then he read, you know, Leviticus eighteen twenty-two, yeah, it's, and uh, yeah. But now you can't even read that. Wow, that is absolutely yeah. crazy. And wasn't there a law passed passages here in New South Wales recently about? Uh, no, things looking, that were hate speech or no, were they still no, considering no, they're it? They're considering it, yeah. Gotcha. No, we're
4: planning on, on putting it through in December, but it's been held up. So there's, Praise uh, God. there were a lot of submissions and it's been held up in connection with that.
5: Just to clarify, so that is to read it out loud. You are still allowed to read the Bible at home. But if you yes. read it out loud In public. In, mm, yeah,
4: in okay. a, any sort of public way. That's right. That's right, yeah, yeah. No, good point. No, good point. Yeah, at home you can do whatever you want to, but um, would new public- copies
3: of the Bible be, you know, under that case uh I guess we don't know because it hasn't happened yet, but that, yeah, that is um, really something else. That it is, is,
4: uh, it is, it r- is really, really crazy. It is really interesting what's taking place. So now let's take a look, uh, because we've been talking on this show of um, the pendulum swinging.
3: Can I just add yeah, in something on it, that topic it. really yes. quick? Like, yes, yes, yes. I think that sometimes um, people think that if, if someone shares something strong or corrective, that it's unloving and unkind. But it's actually not the case. Revelation 3, verse 19, Jesus says, those who I love, mm. I discipline and correct. Yeah. So a loving parent will tell us when there's something wrong in our life so that we can be on the right path. And I think that um, if we can have that angle, like that perspective, that if the Bible says something that crosses with what's in my life, it's not because God doesn't love me or like me or he's not nice. It's actually because he loves me and wants me to have a healthy life. Mm,
4: that's yeah. right, and um, and everything is for our good. That's right. Uh, God our happiness,
3: our our joy, our good. That's God right. has
4: given us His word for our good always. The Bible says, and His laws are for our good always. Mm. They're not arbitrary, uh, but they are. They are. I, I call them rails, you know, to protect us, to watch over us, to yeah. guide us, and to lead us. Absolutely. And so, yeah, we're living in interesting times. And um, if I could tap into just just one interesting item here. This this takes us back. This takes us back to um, back to two thousand and nine, when in the wake of the financial crisis, the then Pope Pope uh, Benedict the sixteenth he called for a new world body with real teeth in order to restore the global economy mm. and prevent further disparities. Um, in his encyclical letter that he wrote, you know, back then to Roman Catholics, um, and I guess the world. Um, It was called Carité in Verité, or in English, Charity in Truth. And so, you know, we're talking about this climate agenda, bringing the whole world together. Pope Benedict was, back then in 2009, so that's many years ago, like I said, um, in the aftermath of the the GFC, the Great Financial Crisis, he was saying, we need to have a world body, and he says, with real teeth. Mm. With real teeth. (laughs) That reminds us of Revelation 13. (laughs) In Revelation 13, you have a real body with real teeth that if you're not willing to go along with the agenda, according to verse 17, you will not be able to buy or sell. Mm. And 16 speaks of rich on poor, free and slave. It matters it's not. It's going to
3: affect everyone. With real teeth. Yeah.
4: The language is straight out of Bible prophecy.
3: That is true. So this
4: is all happening before our very eyes.
3: Mm. Absolutely amazing. And it's, it's being fulfilled. He said that 14 years ago, but now it's being fulfilled. Friends, join us as we listen to the song called To the End by Luke and Salma Willakai.
0: Patiently for the Lord to return. So wait patiently for the Lord to
3: return. Welcome back. You are listening to the Looking Up Show with Danny and Justin. So glad that you've joined us Uh, and just want to throw out our phone number if you have a comment a question we had a question come in um and or a comment really and i just wanted to to read it it's a uh a comment from leanne it says something i want to share i've been reading a lot of comments on instagram saying that jesus was palestinian it's really getting to me that people actually believe this so if you look at the history of palestine um as uh danny and i were just recapping together uh, it didn't really exist as a state until, was it the year 130? Yeah, about
4: 130, somewhere yeah. there. Uh, it was um, renamed from what the biblical uh, geography names are, which are Judea, Samaria, and so forth. Uh, it was renamed by the Romans. They were in charge mm. of, of of that part of the world at that time. Uh, yep. They renamed it Palestina. Mm-hmm. Palestina, um, in honor of the Philistines, with the know, enemy of uh, the Israelites. The enemy of the Israelites. Yeah. Just to really add salt into into the mm. wounds of the poor Jews who had been um, scattered yeah, in the scattered. diaspora. That's right. Because we've mm. got seventy AD and Jerusalem being destroyed in the temple. Yeah. But then there were other uprisings, and then there was another uprising in about one hundred and thirty or so, mm. and that was also quelled by the Romans. And um, after that, they renamed the entire region, and ever since then, it's been Palestine. Mm. Up until, up until we have 1948, yeah. and then um, yeah, the Israelis receive their homeland um, from the United Nations.
3: So Jesus, of course, lived long before Palestine was is, named hundred, Palestine by exactly, the yeah, by the before, Romans. A hundred so years before. Answers it pretty clearly. Yeah, but yeah. Jesus,
4: I mean, Jesus was born into a Jewish home. Uh, and so he would have had features. People have asked me this, you know, what did Jesus look like? We don't exactly know what he looked like, but he would have had features. um, like Middle Eastern Jewish Jewish features. He was obviously a combination of, you know, God um, and also human flesh. 100% God, 100% man. You know, that divine incarnation that we We can't uh, explain. Mm.
3: Um, But that's just how it was. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for that comment, Leanne. And if you've got one, we want to hear from you. Um, also, take down this number, save it into your phone. We're soon to give away. Actually, I'm about to mm. give away right now the the code for our giveaway. So text the code to the phone number I'm about to give you: zero four triple eight one seven six two four. That's zero four triple eight one seven six two four. And uh, the book again is called The End Time Hope or End Time Hope: A Journey to Eternity by Mark Finley. We have six copies, so for the first six listeners, you will get a copy. Here's the code. You ready for okay. it? All right. L U 23, and the word calamity. So L U 23, calamity. And uh, if you misspell calamity and Shell can still read it, you'll get a book. But L U 23 calamity, text it to 048817624. All right, We're, man. This time is really going I'm telling by you, quickly. Time like...
4: flies. Time flies on the Looking Up show, indeed. Each and every week. So let's now um, pivot and let's take a look at what's taking place in the United States of America. Because according to Revelation 13, we have two powers, okay, that are mm-hmm. going to lead the charge at the end of time. That are going to unite these two most unlikely alliance superpowers. Yep. And I, I do a sermon on the United States. Um, relationship with the Vatican, and I, I, I call it, um, when opposites attract. (laughs) When opposites (laughs) attract. And in Revelation 13, you know, verses 1 to 10, we've got this first beast, which is, um, in connection with the Roman papacy, which uh, Justin earlier outlined briefly. And then from verse 11 to verse 17, we have this second beast that arises out of the earth, not out of the sea, and that's in connection with the United States of America, and we've unpacked that on many previous occasions, and we don't have time to look at that at the moment. But what we do have here is we have this beast that begins one way. The United States begins one way, but then it has a complete switch. It has a complete makeover, but not for the better, and you want to read for us Revelation 13:11, which will set us up for where we want to go to next. Sure. In fact, Revelation 13:11 and 12 would probably be helpful.
3: Sure, Revelation chapter 13, verse 11 and 12, then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb and spoke like a dragon. And he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast. Whose deadly wound was healed.
4: Okay. So here we have this power, the United States of America, that begins lamb like. So it begins lamb like. And who's the lamb in Bible prophecy? Jesus. Jesus. That's a symbol of Jesus. 29 times in the book of Revelation, the lamb is a symbol of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And here this power begins lamb like, but then speaks like a dragon. Now, how does a nation speak? through its laws yeah through its laws and its legislative body okay mm-hmm. so this is this is saying that worship will be imposed by this power in the land of the free and the home of the brave okay That's that right. has a constitution that has its first amendment that separates church and state very very clearly and then as we go on and we read there's a phrase here that appears three or four times and that phrase is image to the beast. That's right. Image to the beast. In fact, four, four time, times. Four within times within two verses. Uh, image to the beast. So this image to the beast that appears there in verse 14 and verse 15 that the United States makes is, is the image of what the Church of Rome had in the Dark Ages. Yeah. Its image. It was known for its, for its union with the state.
3: And the Church of England, the Church of that England was a combination exactly. of power, you know, religion and uh, that's right. religion and, and politics. And we have that
4: in some of the countries today. We have some mm. some Islamic countries in the world. I've been to Iran, yeah, and um, where they have it,
3: the religious police. They
4: do, they and they're, they're they're far more to be feared yeah. than the average police. I've been there. I've mm-hmm. spoken to the people, and they've told me this is serious business. And so, you know, if you don't get with the program, you. You end up in in not so good shape, mm. and so that even happens today, to this very mm. day, where we have religious discrimination in, in China, communism. There you've got the state um, not so much uh, forcing people to worship a certain way, but prohibiting people mm. from freedom to worship. In fact, there is there is that three sister church, I think it's called in mm. China, which is the supported church of the Chinese mm. government, and so if you're if you're in line with that, if you're part of that, you're okay. But if you happen to be an underground movement,
3: mm, you're in trouble.
4: Then you're in big trouble. So we even have that to this yeah. very day. So nothing new under the sun, as Solomon said. Now, in connection with that, we've got the new House Speaker, and we've spoken um, about our about the new House Speaker, Mike Johnson, who replaced the previous Speaker, whose name was. His name alludes to Michelle. McCarthy, that's it. Kevin. Kevin McCarthy. Mm. And that was the first time in US history since 1776 that a House Speaker has been deposed. Mm. The first time ever. (laughs) Okay. So um, It's a big deal. It it is a big deal. (laughs) When when something's a first after almost 250 years, Mm. it's a big deal. And so he was a, a relative unknown. Um, at the time he certainly wasn't the first one in line that was suggested and put forward but he ended up um, with that mantle now this guy mike johnson we are discovering more and more is someone who is very much supportive of church and state working very closely together did you know that yippee <laughs> yes. Well, only if it's in the right sense of the word, but well, not in the right sense, not in the wrong sense of the word. Now, I want to share with you something that he shared just recently. We shared his very interesting opening address to um, the mm-hmm. House of Congress yep. when he was first elected. That was very fascinating, talking about you know we we've been brought here for such a time as this, and you know God has chosen us, and using this biblical language, and you know mm-hmm. really sowing some very Interesting uh, biblical seeds, unlike anyone else in the past. But this is an interesting um, headline from Bucks County Beacon. Now, who are they? Bucks county beacon this is a united states organization a secular not a religious organization as far as i can tell a secularized a secular organization that is for the americans who are united for separation of church and state Mm. okay so these are secular but they believe in the separation of church and state okay which which i totally agree with so let me share with you the headline is America, and now quoting from Mike Johnson, beyond redemption and due for, quoting his words, God's judgment? Mm. Speaker Mike Johnson thinks so. Wow. And this is what it says in this article. Our New House Speaker is a religious extremist who believes the diversity of our nation is a bad thing that offends God. Mm. And a man who insists that his definition of faith should rule over all of us. Hmm. This is from this article. Okay, let me read to you a little more here. It says, it says the message. So here we go. A December three email signed by Johnson, under the auspices of the National Republican Congressional Committee, asserts that America is hanging on by a thread, and may be beyond redemption.
9: Hmm. This is what he wrote in his email.
4: Uh-huh. Let me keep reading. He says, The appeal for funds, which includes a photo of Johnson and his wife, repeatedly asks recipients, does America need more God? Mm. Now let me read a little more from his email. It goes on to bemoan the fact that one in four high school students identifies as something other than straight, and the email asserts that God is mocked openly in the public square, and the email adds, And you don't even want to see the filth that passes for popular culture these days. Hmm. He says, let's face it, we live in a depraved culture. I didn't want to believe it at first, but I fear God may allow our nation to enter into a time of judgment for our collective sins. Hmm. The only question is, is he going to give us one more chance Hmm. to restore our foundations and return to him? Have mercy, brother. If
3: that's not straight out of the great controversy, I don't know what is. All right. So to clarify, like for the people listening, maybe for the first time, and even if they're not, is there anything that he said that you agree with?
4: I absolutely agree that we need to pray that God will bring us all individually and collectively back to Mm -hmm. him and his ways and his laws. However... Where I disagree with him is where he is going, as we'll discover in just a moment. He believes that the government's responsibility is to to force people back to God Mm. in order for morality to be restored in the schools, in society at large. And so he's looking to... And God never uses force. He's looking to, at the moment in the United States and in the West, we have immorality... Is being legislated. Mm. Just to put it straight out there. Okay. Immorality Mm. is being legislated. In schools, in counties. That which is godless, that which is contrary to God's Ten Commandments, that is what's being legislated as law. Mm -hmm. But what he's saying is we need the government. We need the government to legislate morality,
3: to legislate religion.
4: Well, yeah. that, that's what it all boils down to. Yeah. He says, he, this is what he says. And I'm, and I'm quoting here from his um, from his email. America needs to recognize that we have much to repent for if we want to avoid the judgment we so clearly deserve. But that starts with returning America to God's good graces once again. Mm. He's talking about... The political arm. This, yeah. this is where yeah. this is going.
3: Which is also tricky because he would res, like a lot of Christians would listen to that and resonate because they're, you know. They're disturbed by the trends oh, a- that are happening in society. Absolutely. But the, it's true. He's pointing to a legitimate problem and God is not happy with what is happening. That's exactly right. But the answer isn't what he's suggesting.
4: That's And that's the problem. And this is where the pendulum's going to swing. That's right. So we've had the pendulum swing way out to the left. Mm-hmm. Okay. And families are falling apart. Everything's falling apart. The environment's falling apart. The economies. I mean, they're up to $33 trillion in debt, your country. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, what kind of a number is that? In fact, he shared in his speech in his opening address he says while i'm reading these words out which is about a 10 minute speech or whatever he says we are going to go into debt by more than 20 million mm. during these next 10 minutes hmm. so that debt clock is just yeah. going flat out
3: yep. which okay. is why inflation is increasing exactly exactly well it's coming down now so, but yeah. i mean to
4: use his language you know america is hanging by a thread mm. let me share with you what great controversy shares those who and this is where it's all going we're not there yet this is like the, the entree. Mm. This is the entree to the main course, which is coming down the track. But this is where it's all going to head. Those who honor the Bible Sabbath will be denounced as enemies of law and order, as breaking down the moral restraints of society. That's what he's talking about. Mm. The moral restraints of society have been broken down. And causing anarchy and corruption and calling down judgments upon God, sorry, and calling down the judgments of God upon the earth. Mm. So that's exactly what's going to be shared. So he is saying God is judging us because we have moved away from God's principles and God's plans. Mm. And that, we've been talking about this um, 2025. Yep. Presidential transition project. Mm. This 900-plus document that that these um, conservative think tanks, led by the Heritage Foundation, that have got uh, a, a manual, a mandate, you could say, a blueprint mm. for the next president that will begin in 2025. Well, it may be the same one that continues. Mm. <laughs> Biden. We'll wait and see what happens next uh. year. Next year is going to be huge. But they're saying we have we have. Yeah, we've got the mandate. So Mm. here 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 are your marching orders. And in that presidential transition project, we have a new morality for Mm. the United States that so desperately needs to get back to God. We've got to move from the
3: left and we're going to go hard to the right. We've got the answer. Absolutely. Wow. Well, friends, in these crazy times, you can have End Time Hope. Even the End Time Hope book by Mark Finley. Don't miss it. It will give you peace in the midst of the craziness in this world text l u two three calamity the word all is one word l u two three calamity to the number zero four triple eight. 17624 we've had a few people message in who are receiving that gift don't miss your copy and uh you'll be blessed you will enjoy the book and even in the midst even if the u.s president is the same next term it matters not
4: (laughs) prophecy will be fulfilled as god has said
3: that's right absolutely he says my counsel will stand and i will do all my pleasure
4: word of prophecy never
3: fails amen enjoy this friend enjoy this song called home by pamela yovanovich Welcome back to The Looking Up Show. When You know, that uh, voice sounds familiar, Danny.
4: It does. That beautiful voice.
3: <laughs> that is Charisse's sister, my sister-in-law, Marlita. Mm, beautiful singer. Love her music, for sure. Mm. Friends, you are missing out if you've not texted in yet. Text in the word LU23CALAMITY. That's LU23CALAMITY. That code to 0488817624. If you want a copy of an amazing book called End Time Hope. A Journey to Eternity by Mark Finley. So again, LU23 Calamity, text it to the number oh four triple eight one seven six two four.
4: What a combo, hope and calamity. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You
3: need that book, folk. You need that book. In the midst of calamity, you need (laughs) hope. You need hope,
4: absolutely, absolutely.
3: (laughs) All right, well, well. let's jump back in. We were talking before the the break or the song, uh, we were talking about church and state which revelation says will happen yeah, in the land of the free in the home out. of the
4: brave the most the most ridiculous thing that you could ever proclaim
3: now why is it so ridiculous i mean because the founding the, fathers recognized this didn't they like america's they did, founding fathers the united states was born
4: out of the the resistance to why, where they had come from the old world the old world is where persecution took place that's right in the, in in europe where up to 50 million people were killed during those dark ages for no other good reason other than for their faith mm. for their faith and so mm. the founding fathers as you well know i mean you've 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 spent a lot of time talking about this mm-hmm. and you've done stuff on the n.digital in response to this i mean they set up their government to be a different government. Yeah.
3: They wanted a country without a king and a mm. church without a pope. Absolutely. Because they saw that uh, religion and politics, when it was combined, church and state, it led to the forcing of religion, which is not God's principle. And persecution. It leads to persecution yeah.
4: and an authoritarian state, which we have around the world today. Right now, we mentioned that earlier. We've got nations mm. around the world where church and state are together.
3: That's right. Um, yeah, And it leads to calamity eventually. If it, it hasn't yet, it will. It does. It's a matter it of time. It does not
4: work. And it doesn't work. And so, um, yeah.
3: yeah. I was just going to say, throwing it out there, like you mentioned, um, we were talking about the founding fathers. And George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, the founders of America intentionally wrote this into the founding documents of America to have checks of power. So we've got the three branches of government. Mm. Which is actually from a Bible verse that says, the Lord is our lawgiver. Mm -hmm. That's the, that's the Supreme Court. The Lord is, well, the Lord is our lawgiver. That's the uh, Congress and Senate making those laws. The Lord is our judge. That's Mm -hmm. the Supreme Court and the Lord is our King. Mm
7: -hmm. And that's the
3: executive branch. And that was the biblical framework for the president. Right. right, The president is the the one that leads the executive branch. So yeah, but, um, also, you know, they, they wrote into the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Mm. In other words, we're not going to enforce a certain way of worship mm-hmm. uh, or a certain faith, nor are we going to stop people from worshiping as they conscientiously so desire. And this is in line with what Jesus said. Mm. In Matthew twenty two twenty one. he said, Give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and give to God the things that are God's. Mm. That's the separation of church and state that he was continuing um, after the Old Testament uh, tradition in God's way. No priest was ever allowed to be a king, mm. nor was a king allowed to be a priest. And so we and see you that's have, the,
4: You do have an instance, I can't remember who the king was, um, in the Old Testament, that went into the sanctuary, yes. and he was he was struck down with leprosy, if that's I remember right, correctly. His arm, that's yep. right. Yeah, so absolutely. So, so you have that. And it's interesting, the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are in divided into two tablets. Mm, okay, true. The first four commandments deal with our relationship with God. That's the vertical. And the next six deal with our relationships with one another. That's right. So the government has the right and the responsibility, may I add, to to administer laws that mm. are in harmony with the protection of society That's which right. are in harmony with those six commandments that begin yep. with honor thy mother and thy father That's right. so the government needs to ensure that you know we have we have laws that that promote the safety and the well-being and the happiness of families, mm. but guess what we're doing? We're doing the opposite to that. You know, preserving life. Thou shalt not kill. Um, yeah. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not steal. Steal. Mm-hmm. So all these laws, and they're all being broken one yeah. after the other, as yeah. as we all well know.
3: So true. Changing the definitions of what theft are, even yeah, you know, in and um, changing not. the definition of marriage, which yeah. is
4: built into a number of those commandments um, mm. that are dealing with um, you know our relations to one another. So, so where the government ought to be involved, sadly, it is, it is not being involved as it ought to, mm. and so we're suffering the consequences. And so the religious right in America can see that, yeah. and they're saying we need to bring God back into how we run this country for the sake of the family mm. in order to preserve the family. Because as we know, as goes the family, so goes society. Yeah, that's right. And so when families disintegrate, then society will ultimately disintegrate. That's what historians have told us. But sadly, the U.S. government, the Bible tells us, sadly they will transition from not only having their fingers in the pie dealing with how we relate to one another, the second half of the Ten Commandments, that second Mm. tablet, they will then branch into that first first table, the first Mm. four commandments that deal with your relationship with God, Mm. which is sacred, which is part of that First Amendment.
3: So true. We are so so true.
4: So that's where we're going. Any fuck, we just, I don't know if you had anything else you want to add on that before I conclude here. You go.
3: You Um, go. This is
4: interesting from that article. You remember that article? You know, Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Um, You know, the beacon. Yes. Bucks County Beacon. This is how the article finishes House Speaker or TV Preacher? Question mark. (laughs) Listen to this, Justin. Listen to this. I'm not making this up. This, and this is the author, okay, Rob Boston, um, who's a senior advisor at Americans United for Separation of Church and State and editor of Church and State. Okay, so this guy, he's knowledgeable, he's prominent, he's an individual who knows the importance of the separation of church and state. And these Mm. are his concluding words in his article. He says, this sounds like the rantings, speaking of Mike Johnson's, this sounds like the rantings of a TV preacher not a public figure who is second in line to become President of the United States. Mm. Wow. If Kamala and Biden were to fall off the perch for whatever reason, he would be the next president Mm. right now. He goes on. These are the words of someone who fails to understand or simply doesn't care that America in 2023 is a multi-faith, multi-philosophy society where we strive to live together in peace. America... This is your new speaker, a religious extremist who believes the diversity of our nation is a bad thing that offends God, straight out of <laughs> great controversy. Oh. He's tapping into the words of Pope Francis. And a man who insists that his definition of faith should rule over all of us. Mm. And it finishes off with these two lines. How do we know that? He just told us.
3: Mm. Wow. Powerful.
4: wow I'm t- this is from a secular... So Um, uh, individual who believes in the separation of church Mm. and state. Now, on that, if I could just tap into an MSNBC um, article, okay? Mm. They're left-leaning. You know them full well. Um, They're the ABC and the SBS and, I guess, all the mainstream media here (laughs) in Australia. This was the headline. Um, This was back on December 8th, so not so long ago. The headline in connection with this same story, Mike Johnson thought the cameras were off. They weren't. The man second in line to the presidency shared the details in a speech at a Christian nationalist gala on Tuesday. Mm. Let me read to you a little bit about what he shared, okay? Um, Where are we here? He says, uh, well, Johnson didn't want the cameras in there, but it was um, aired through their Facebook feed mm. to those who couldn't be there. Wow. <laughs> and it's been taken down. So don't try to look for this speech, folk. You mm. won't find it because it's been taken down. But in the meantime, this is what we have that came out. Uh, the speaker was said to say, perhaps unaware that the event was being recorded for a Facebook page. He says, um, let, let, let me get to what, what he actually shares here. He, this is what he says. Okay. We're engaged in right now... What we're engaged in right now is a battle between world views. Mm. It's a great struggle for the future of the republic. He says, he goes on and he talks about the importance of bringing God back into our government, our Mm. society. I'll read to you a little more, he says. He says, with all the troubles facing our country, with Democrats and leftists that are advocating and I won't mention what he shares here, um, in connection with transitioning from male to female. I'll leave that out. He says, We have reached a level of debauchery and immorality that is at biblical proportions. He says, Unholiness, unrighteousness, and immorality in our nation. He says, In 2024, these, these are his words. We will re-elect Jesus to be on the throne here again in our country. Mm. He literally says that. My friend Shell has just put her hands in her head, or her head in her hands. I should say. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know where, where to read. Um, this is this is what he says. He says, um, the article goes on. It says, to most Americans, these views are extreme. In Johnson's world, they are unremarkable. They are at the core of the biblical worldview that he and Rappert, Rappert some, some uh, religious leader, share as the singular lo- lodestar of American government. And it mm. goes on and on and on. And um, yeah, this, this, this was just mind-boggling. Let me share with you from Great Controversy again. This is just huge, absolutely huge. Where are we? This was on page 445. I was just reading it today. Here we go. I've got my little poster. Check this out. When the leading churches of the United States, uniting upon such points of doctrine as are held by them in common, and by the way, he he says he's a Southern Baptist, and Mm. the Southern Baptists, they are the largest, as you know, Protestant denomination in the United States of America. Yep as are held by them in common, shall influence the state to enforce their decrees and to sustain their institutions, Mm. then Protestant America will have formed an image of the Roman hierarchy. That's what we read in Revelation 13. This is that image to the beast Mm -hmm. when church and state unite. That's right. And the infliction of civil penalties upon dissenters will inevitably result. Mm -hmm. So these are the beginning stages. I'm not saying this is... It right now. Yeah. But these are the beginning stages. Is, this is the rhetoric that is taking place. And if God allows, and we'll see what happens in the election in 12 months' time, mm. if the Republicans gain the White House, if they gain the, the House, if they gain the Senate, if they have all three going, and we've got this 2025 Presidential Transition Project Agenda, Anything can happen, and very, very quickly. It says here, the image, and I'm reading from The Great Controversy. People can check it out, 445. Everyone should read this book, The Great Controversy, written over a century ago. The image to the beast represents that form of apostate Protestantism which will be developed when the Protestant churches shall seek the aid of the civil power for the enforcement of their dogmas. Why is that? To bring back law and order, Mm. to bring God back into the community, back into the society, back into the nation, to bring us away from the brink because we are on a Mm. tightrope. We're hanging on by a thread, Mm. to use Mike Johnson's Mm. language.
3: Mm. I'm telling you. The greatest danger, of course, is that it's going to be leading Mm. in the wrong direction. Absolutely. Saying certain and is- things are biblical that are not. Because, of course, it's true. We can we can agree that we are essentially on the edge. We're hanging by a thread in many respects when it comes to morality in, in America and many parts of the world. But the solution is not combining religion and government, no, church and state. That's going to make things worse. But it will swing like you're saying. The pendulum will swing to the the other extreme. extreme. Because
4: we know where prophecy is heading. And so, I mean, this is not new to him. You know, we had a Republican, um, Bobart, and she said, I'm tired of this separation of church and state junk. You know, (laughs) that was back in 2022 where she she says this stinking letter of this separation of church and state. That's needs to be done away with. That's not what it's supposed to say. Uh,
3: that's what Jesus established. Oh, like no, I'm telling about. you, this is all
4: happening right before our very eyes. Yeah,
3: so true. Friends, enjoy this song with us called Neighbor by J.J. Heller.
6: it's easier to jump to conclusions than walk across the street It's like I'd rather fill the blanks with illusions than take the time to see You are trying to close the back door of your car You are balancing Groceries and a baby in your arms You are more than just a sign in your front yard You are my neighbor I can get so lost in the mission defending what I think I've been surfing on a sea of opinions but just behind the screen you are grateful that the workday is finally done you are stuck in miles of traffic looking at your phone you are trying to feel alone. You are my neighbor. When the chasm between us feels so wide that it's hard My neighbor hold oh, to fear the unfamiliar Is the easy way to go But I believe we are connected More than we might ever know There's a light that shines on both the rich and poor Looks beyond where we came from and who we voted for Till I can't see a stranger anymore I see
3: Welcome back. We are just wrapping up our show for the day here at Looking Up on Faith FM. For the year. For the year. For, that yeah, it is, is right. It's
4: for the year. It's for the year. I can't believe it's come so quickly. So, folk, if you would like to continue enjoying the Looking Up show, certainly tune in. There will be repeats um, of previous programs or just binge. Just go for the ultimate <laughs> Christmas binge all the way from 2020. Download fact, the app. In fact, you know what would be fascinating? to go 2020, maybe listen to a little uh, bit of an episode in 2020, listen to one in 2021, and just see the progression of where (laughs) we have been the last three or four years. That would probably be a really... I'm probably going to do that myself. Good idea. That'd be fascinating. Download the app, download the app, folk, or on the website there. And all the previous... Uh, all the previous radio broadcasts are on that um, app. They're all in the podcast there as well as all the other programs of Faith FM.
3: Yeah, don't miss it. Download it if you don't have it yet. It's an yeah. excellent, excellent resource. Something excellent to share with friends as well. Mm, you know, you hear something it's you free. love, send them a free, link. It's a free app. That's right. You can just text them the link to uh, to the episode if something really blesses and you think, oh, my friend Mary needs to hear this. Just send it on. Yeah. Well, Danny, as we wrap up for today, um, what are some closing thoughts that uh, you'd like to, to throw in? and weigh Well, in
4: praise the Lord. God is in control. God mm. is in control. He's told us ahead of time so that we do not need to fret or worry. But we, when we see all these things come to pass, um, we'll Jesus up. says we ought to look up because mm. our redemption is drawing near. And Jesus said in John 14, 29, I've told you these things mm. um, so that when they do come, to pass that you may believe mm. and by believing in Jesus Christ we have eternal life. And so I just want to share this final um passage here from Romans chapter 13. I shared this at our prayer meeting at my local church there in Buleru last night. And the apostle Paul writes in Romans 13 verses 11 to 14 and I think these words are just so timely Justin. And do this knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out mm. of sleep. Yes. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Yeah. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but notice, instead, Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. So I want to encourage our listeners, put on Christ mm. daily. Put yes. on Christ. And if we do, we will not make any provision for the lusts of the flesh. In a practical and we'll
3: way, how does someone do that? By simply
4: coming to Jesus each and every day in prayer and in the study of His Word mm. and consecrating their lives to Him, asking and praying for the Holy Spirit to fill them with the gift, with the fruits of the Spirit, mm. and that they may then share that love of Jesus with those around them.
3: Yes, absolutely. Powerful. And uh, it is true. It is high time that we awake out of sleep. Mm. For the hour... Uh, his coming is nearer than when we first mm, believed. Amen. Friends, we hope that you have been blessed. We've talked about a lot. We covered a lot of ground. We have. Uh, and we hope that you have been blessed by it all. Um, The good news is that we are facing a time and a day when Jesus will come again when he will not only be our spiritual leader, but our government leader Mm -hmm. as well, because he is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is our high priest, and we will dwell in the new Jerusalem Mm -hmm. on the new earth forever and Mm -hmm. ever, 1,000 years after his return, of course. But friends, that is a day to look forward to. And um, we hope and pray that uh, this show, as well as all of the Looking Up shows, have helped to prepare you, to inspire you to realize that His coming is drawing nearer mm. every single day, and that as we see the signs of the times being fulfilled, we can look around at them and take courage as they make us homesick for heaven realizing that his coming is near and he's taking us to a place with no war or strife mm. or pain or sorrow or earthquakes or famines or pestilences or any of those things. And so that is the good news. Danny, I don't know about you, but I can't wait.
4: Amen. Amen. That's, that's what we're all looking forward to.
3: Absolutely. And until then, friends, remember that regret looks back, fear looks around, but faith always looks up. Keep looking up.
10: Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up When there's pain deep in your heart Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up Should the tears begin
0: to start With a prayer, all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea
10: His love is always there for me Take those feelings and melt them like the trees and the forest. Recreate you anew. You were pure like the rain, but the world seems to stain you, mark you, and bruise your very soul. But take my yoke; it is easy. Take my burden; it is light. I have seen the tears fall from your eyes. My peace will calm the tempest and still the raging storm. And my love will clear your skies. love you are warm With my grace I have formed you Called and ordained your very path I'm your light, I'm your star And it's me who makes you who you are Heal to the molding, trust in me Take my yoke, it is easy Take my burden, it is light I have seen the tears fall from your eyes My peace will calm the tempest And still the raging storm And my love will clear your skies My love will clear your skies Take my own Take my burden, it is light I have seen the tears fall from your eyes My peace will calm the tempest And still the raging storm